You're listening to the Sewing and Grown podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. Hello, we are back with the Stone and Growing podcast with J&J. Hopefully you're doing just okay. Well, actually Ooh, better than okay. Better than I okay. I hope you're thriving in life. Uh, makes me think of something that Pastor Mark said. You know, there's different levels. There's surviving, Ooh. there's success, and then there's significance. One of my and, favorite messages from him. Yeah, great message. Yeah. If you're not seeing yourself as significant, just let me tell you, you are significant. First off, if you're not doing anything, that's having a significant <laughs> difference in the Ooh. world. Apathy and indifference is not indifferent to history. Your yeah. lack of action is inaction, and that's affecting Glory. the world around you. Keep I'm not going. trying to condemn you. Keep I'm going. just telling you right now that you matter, and Ooh. we matter. And this podcast matters. So yeah. have you shared it with anyone? I have. Yeah, just, I have. But like what about you, people. audio listener? It helps. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't know. Maybe you don't need this episode, but maybe someone who you share with it does. And I think we're going to get Bring into it. up a storm. Man, I'm just getting fired up. Wow. But you really have the main topic we're going to talk about today, brother. Yes, I was inspired by um, the Word of God. Yes, the Word of God is inspiring. It's living, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Where do you keep find going, it? Where do you find going. it? The Word? Is sharp, oh, living, Hebrews. powerful, 412. That's it, brother. <clears throat> All right. Well, I want to talk a little bit about... Uh, remembering things in life the power of remembrance if you're if your name is pastor marshall townsley you might call it whoa regal remembrance uh i'm gonna call this altars of remembrance and this is something i have taught on in the past on a sunday night so if you um we're on us we're there on a sunday night i don't know how long ago it was uh, then you know where I'm getting this from. But I think it's very important. God brought it back to my remembrance. And it's always good to remember things, right? So you know what they say about uh, when you get older, your memory is the first to go. That's not necessarily true, though. I can't remember what the first thing was, but it's definitely not that. All right. That was a joke. I'm not that old. I'm only 31. Because you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into this a little bit. So let's talk about the power of remembrance. Um, I just referenced Pastor Marshall Townsley, but he preached a message some years ago called Regal Remembrance, and it was good. We can both attest to that was oh, something that we, that we loved, and we, and we regally bring that back up in our yeah. remembrance about how much we loved it. Um, I couldn't really find my notes on his teaching, and I couldn't remember exactly what he said, so I'm not sure if we're off to a great start today. Uh, You're talking about remembrance and not remembering <laughs> it? <laughs> uh, but I looked it up online to see if there was an archive I could pull some points from, and just so you know, the number one hit on Google for Regal Remembrance this will make you laugh, is a decorative crematorium, a crematory urn. Oh, interesting. It is very expensive um, in the thousands of dollars. Wow. And you can buy this decorative urn, and it's called Regal Remembrance. <laughs> so if you're trying to find that message from Pastor Marshall Townsley and you're Googling it, you might come up with that. That was, that was pretty funny. Not exactly what I was looking for. Um, but there is power, uh, power in remembrance. I believe that when we take the time to remember something good in our past, it really sparks us to have hope and faith for our future. Yes. Amen. So if we can remember the faithfulness of God in, 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 in times past, I can believe that he'll be faithful again. It helps build our faith. Regally remembering something That's will good. help build your faith. 
I agree. Yeah. Uh, so that's why testimony, I believe, is so powerful. When you hear someone's testimony of the faithfulness of God and what he brought them through or out of, it gets you going. Okay. It yes. causes faith to start stirring in you because if he did it once, he'll he, do it again. He's going to do it again. Testimony of Jesus. Prophecy. Yeah. It's the spirit of prophecy. That's what I was just going to read. Revelation 19.10 builds upon that and says, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's what testimony means. Do it again. So every time you remember something God has done in your life, you're actually inviting him to do it again. So that's one of my points. Remembrance, it builds your faith. That's good. Amen. So uh, let's get into it a little bit more. In Jewish culture, the art or the practice of remembering was very important. It's not just an ancient Jewish culture. It's important in modern day Jewish culture as well. Um, you see the Jewish nation, they were taken out of Israel into captivity. And, and one of the only ways that they were able to maintain their identity was to, to remember. It was so important to them to remember who God was, what he had previously done for them and what he had promised them. So um, it was extremely important because actually God was the one who told them to do it. Uh, why do we tell people to remember things? Because we know that they're going to forget. Okay, that's not rocket science. It's not a trick question. It's the same way with God. He does this all the time in the Bible, right? Remember, lest you forget. Right? Yeah. Deuteronomy 4.9, you must be very careful not to forget the things that you have seen God do for you. Keep reminding yourselves and tell your children and grandchildren as well. That's what he commanded the Jewish nation to do. Yes. And that's what I'm endeavoring to do in my own family. Cause you can get, you can get bitter towards God cause you think he's not doing something in your life. Mm -hmm. You ever been in that situation? Yes. And if you just took the time, that's why I think a journal is a really good practice. I was going to say, carry around it. a pen and paper to write stuff down. You might go, come on, uh, do I need to do that? Do I need to develop these testimonies for me? And it's about me. Well, it is about you not forgetting, but really it was for the nation of Israel in the future to not forget. It's for your children. So, so yeah. many times we don't write things down because we don't want to be haughty about ourselves. Right. But the Bible says, let those who boast, boast right. in the Lord, Amen. which is really what you're trying to remember. It's not yeah. your own success, right? but you're trying to remember the significance yes. of what the Lord has done in your life. Because Amen. we don't want to live self-built lives. We want to be live lives that the Lord has built. Unless the Lord builds the house, the labor's labor in vain. They labor in vain. So write those things down and talk about them often. And that's true. Just, uh, you know, I'll share this real quick. I went on a trip to Estes Park where we we celebrated my dad who, who passed away a number of years ago. And we dove into some family history. We wrote those things down and we began to talk about them. And some people shared things that I didn't remember. And it sparked something that I didn't even know was in my memory banks. And we wrote those things down and it was so good to re-remember. Now I can pass those on to my kids. And I actually even started to write a song about those. So that was very cool time. So take those moments. So there's actually a, a, a line in the song that I wrote, and it says, roots will grow deeper and branches reach farther when you pass these things down to your sons and your daughters. And never miss a moment to freeze time and take it all in. And so that's true with the things of God. When he brings you out of something, stop, write it down, talk about it, and pass those things down. And that's how your uh, your legacy will remain. For the posterity's sake. Hallelujah. Yes, for posterity's sake. So 
Um, uh, God said this, remember lest you forget. So it's natural for us to forget. And, and, and God knew this. And there was actually two reasons. I think there's two reasons why we forget the faithfulness of God in life. There might be more, but two that I'm bringing up in this podcast, uh, success and pain, mm. success and pain. So success will make you believe that you did it on your own and pain will make you believe that God never cared. Both are lies. All right, so we'll get into that. God warned Israel about the pitfalls of success. He, see, he says this in Deuteronomy 8. He said, hey, if you obey me, you're going to have a lot of increase, right? You're going to be tempted to get prideful, and you're going to think that you did it yourself. This is the Jonathan translation, right? But remember, it was I who sustained you in the wilderness. It was I who brought you out of Egypt, and it was I who gave you the power to get wealth. And he says this again in Exodus, or actually Exodus is before Deuteronomy, uh, in Exodus 16, Israel, uh, this is, or this is the example of pain causing you to forget. Israel's pain in the moment made them forget God's faithfulness when they complained about God delivering them from Egypt, because even though they were slaves, they were able to eat. And in that moment, they were starving. And it's funny because God had a plan all along. He gave them manna. He gave them quail so they would be sustained. Um, but they complained about that as well. Um, it, it really wasn't what they wanted. Again, bringing me back to one of my previous points of wanting God's promise in my own way. I don't know if I actually said that, but wanting God's promise in my own way, right? That's not how God works. God deliver me, but not like that, right? Mm. We tend to do that a lot in our own lives. We, we put God in a box and say, hey, um, I want you to do it like this at this time, at this date. I want it to be this color, right? Um, and we end up missing the promise because we're trying to ask for his promise and have it be delivered in the way that we want, right? So, Success and pain both keep us focused on something temporary that's right in front of us. It makes us uh, miss the forest for the trees. Remembrance, remembrance brings us out of the trees, and it gives us God's divine perspective where we can look back and we can see where God has brought us mm -hmm. from, and then it gives us the ability to look forward and shows us the edge of the forest, right? Shows us just how close that we are. The edge of the forest is, in, is within reach. It causes faith to arise, right? God, I trust you. I know that I'm in the forest right now, but you've taken me out of the forest once before, and you'll do it again. And I remember and testify of what you've done, and I'm prophesying to myself, to those around me, that you'll do it again. And it's like that analogy of faith that I gave you about faith and hope. I gave I gave this a while back, but uh, uh, hope is when you're drowning at sea and you see the island, and faith is what causes you to swim there because it's within reach. And that's the beautiful that's thing about remembrance. That what remembrance is doing, it's bringing you out of the force. You can see what's behind, and you can see what's ahead. And you say, "Man, that." Uh, uh, the, 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 the end is near. I'm going to have faith and I'm going to keep going. Yeah. It reminds me of the prayer that Addison told us yes. to say the I am prayer. Cause it yeah, reminds you that I am in the present moment. I've gotten this far. I am here. I, I've made progress. And ultimately he is the, I am, and he is the one who was the one who is, and the one who is to come. So if anyone has a bird's eye view of your life and who can lead you and guide you, it is the I am. Yeah. So uh, do you remember the old, old hymn uh, that was, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing? Yes. Yeah. Oldie but a goodie. It's a goodie. Come Thou Fount um, I went to a private of Christian Every school. Blessing. Yes. And I believe we went to the same Christian we school. We did. Alpine Christian Academy. Yeah, which ACA. is now... 
Cornerstone, I don't think it transferred into Cornerstone, but Cornerstone is now occupying that place. Um, anyways, when we were at this private Christian school on Wednesdays, every Wednesday we would have chapel. You remember chapel? So we would sing these old hymns, uh, and we would sing this song about every other week, and we'd get into verse 2, and we'd sing you know, the part that says, Here I raise my Ebenezer, here by thy great help I've come. That part. And I was clueless as to what that meant. As far as I was concerned, that was Ebenezer was part of the, the Christmas carol, right? Uh, is He was a grumpy old man who had no desire to... Uh, Enter into Christmas cheer. <laughs> exactly, right? Um, and I had no desire to raise up somebody named Ebenezer. I was like, I'm not naming my kid Ebenezer, and I'm sure not like, gonna, this, uh, I'm not going to lift him up. This lyricist, did he have a son named Ebenezer? He like holds him up, Simba uh, style? That's what I was thinking. Here I raise my Ebenezer. Here by thy great help I've come. And I've only recently come to the, to the understanding of what that truly meant. So we see this word Ebenezer uh, for the first time in 1 Samuel chapter 7, where Israel was under attack from the Philistines and God literally shouted and it was so loud that the thunderous, it was so loud and thunderous and powerful that it confused and it disoriented the Philistines so that Israel could defeat them. And afterwards, Samuel, he builds an altar of remembrance. So this is in verse 12, 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12. Samuel then took a large stone and placed it between the two towns of Mizpah and Jeshana. He named it Ebenezer, which means the stone of help. For he said, upon or up to this point, the Lord has helped us. So Ebenezer is Jewish for stone of help. So here I raise my Ebenezer, the song, uh, here by thy great help I've come. That's what Ebenezer means. And we see another example of an Ebenezer or an altar of remembrance in Joshua chapter four, where God parts the Jordan River so the Israelites can cross to, to dry land on the other side. You know that story. And God instructed Joshua to have uh, 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 one of one man from each of the 12 tribes gather a huge stone and place it at the bank as an altar of remembrance. That's another uh, way that we see an Ebenezer taking place. So this is verse 21 uh, in, uh, 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 wow. What is it? Joshua, what did I just say? Joshua 4, sorry. Verse 21. Then Joshua said to the Israelites, in the future, your children will ask, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the river right before your eyes, and he kept it dry until you were all the way across, just as he did at the Red Sea, when he dried it up until he had until they had all crossed over. Verse 24, he did this so all the nations of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is powerful, and so you might fear the Lord your God forever. Um, there are various other instances as well in Genesis when God promised that he would always uh, be with Jacob. When God rescued Jacob from Esau, again, uh, to remember when God rescued Jacob to Esau, twice there, when God defeated the Amalekites and when God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses, those were all times when he instructed them to build an altar of remembrance. So God is very much concerned with looking back and remembering his faithfulness. Do you have a time that you're maybe reflecting upon right now where you're like, that's a moment where I built an altar of remembrance? Yeah, when I... Uh... When I was in my high school years, I 
was homeschooled and I was having a problem with sexual purity through pornography and masturbation, different things. And I was really struggling with it. And I would journal, but it'd be very dark. And I know as I started coming out of that darkness, I had an Ebenezer under my bed. You're like, what in the world are you talking about? An Ebenezer under your bed. I had a shoebox and I would write down victories yeah. on paper and stick them in the shoebox. And when I was dark, when I was low, when I was distressed, I would hear God go like, go open your shoebox and see what I've done for you. And it'd be like this time where I felt bold and God told me to go talk to somebody and I do it and he'd show up or somebody gave me money when I needed money or someone gave me an encouraging word and they talked into my situation or something that I said, you know, by this time I was going to be out of this. And then God showed up and I'd sign it and date it. And whenever I needed help for my today and my tomorrow, I'd go back to the Ebenezer, pull out that box, read those things wow. and receive the encouragement from then in my present oh, moment. Wow. Do you still have that box? So here's the deal. My mom one day went into my room and just cleared everything out. I'm like, you got rid of <laughs> my, my Ebenezer. Ebenezer. That's awesome. That's a great example. And I tell people to do that. Get yeah. a shoebox. Put Come on. letters in there. Put signs of yeah. things in there so you can go there. I have a, a journal that my sister got me from Mexico. And I've written a few of those times down. But I remember one time specifically when I was about... 13 i was just learning how to skateboard i was really excited about skateboarding and i decided to i was wanting to jump off the ledge that was like the front step of the from the door to our house and go down our sidewalk and then turn go down our driveway so i was doing that a number of times and then i fell um quite dramatically and hit my elbow on this flagstone and it was like the worst pain i'd ever felt and i looked up at my arm and it was like three inches long like my elbow was just like swelling up like crazy this massive like point and then I remember I couldn't even move my arm and I thought I had broken it and I was like panicking and I ran inside and I asked my dad for help and he laid his hands on my arm and I remember that bump shrinking instantly and then being able to completely uh stretched my arm out. You and it better was, make an Ebenezer. It was one of those moments where the healing was so instantaneous and like dramatic. It was like, it went from like a nine on the 10 scale and this ugly looking elbow that I couldn't move to instantly healed, completely healed. And I remember I had a log that I had found on a hike. We were going up to a fish hatchery and this log was just like really cool. It looked like a gun. That's why I liked it because I was young. And uh, I remember I took that log and I placed it right by the sage bush. And God told me, he said, I healed you right here. And I still remember that. And there are times when I get really upset because healing's not operating in my life. And actually this podcast right here is the, the first time that I actually am regally remembering that little log that looked like a gun that I placed by the sage bush where I got injured and God healed me. To remind you that he was a healer, he is a healer, yeah. and he always that will be a healer. That's up faith within me even now, because I totally forgot about that. That's awesome, man. Praise God. Glory to God. Wow. All right. Moving on. Glory to God. God is very much concerned with looking back and remembering his faithfulness. In Exodus 17, uh, 24, it says, The altars you make for me must be simple altars of earth. Offer on such altars your sacrifices to me, your burnt offerings, your sheep and your goats and your cattle. Build altars in the places where I remind you who I am, and I will come and bless you there. I'm going to read that again. Build altars in the places where I remind you who I am, and I will come and bless you there. 
That is a powerful statement. Every time we are in a place where he reminds us of, uh, us of his faithfulness, we should be building an altar. Every time he comes through for us, every time we see his faithfulness, every time we see a victory, let us build an altar of remembrance. And when we choose to stop and to pause and to reflect, he will come and bless us in that moment. And this is just my opinion, but I think that blessing, that blessing is that spark I was talking about. Uh, uh, It's that revitalization and that stirring up of your faith once again. Um, when he says, you build an altar, I'll come and I'll bless you. I'll come and I'll reignite some faith. Just my opinion, but yeah. I, I feel like that's that's happened in my life. So if you're struggling and you don't think you can make it, you look, look back and remember when and be encouraged. And if you can't think of a pastime in your life, well, look back in the word and remember when, because God shows no partiality. So you can let the testimony of those who've gone before you serve as an altar of remembrance and let God meet you there and reignite your faith. That's good. Um, Hebrews 12.1 says this, Therefore we also, uh, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So the great crowd of witnesses isn't talking about people sitting in the grandstands in heaven and going, you can do it, you can do it. They might be doing that, which is awesome. It'd be cool. I, mean, I like to imagine my dad up there cheering me on, right? Yes. But it's talking about le- like a legal witness in a courtroom, and Pastor Mark's touched on this before. Those who have gone before that can take the stand and they can testify as eyewitnesses to the faithfulness of God. And those testimonies... Those testimonies. Glory to God. Yes. Those testimonies should be a, should be building our faith so that we can run with endurance. Um, And I'm, I'm wrapping it up right here. So... uh. Let's let's make it a goal uh, to start taking in an account of his faithfulness. Let's build these altars of remembrance, right? Maybe you want to actually build one. Go for it. I did that with the with the with the log by the sage bush, right? Um, or you can you can build those by simply writing them down, like you said. Get the shoebox, get the journal, make it a daily thing, make it easily accessible, and refer to it often, right? Not just when times are tough. Because uh, remember, success and pain are both causes, um, are both reasons why we forget God's faithfulness. So um, it just makes sense to be visiting these altars in every single season of life. Uh, let's live in a constant and continual state of remembrance. And I believe when we do that, we'll watch our faith increase. And from this moment on, life's going to be different. Yes. So I have stopped doing that in recent in recent months, recent years, actually. And I want to reignite that and, and start that process once again. Maybe it'll be a shoebox. We'll see. Yeah. My I, wife just I bought don't, me a journal. I, d- I have a journal. I've been working on it to process through my life and my days, which is good. I don't do it every day, but we're both communicators, but we all are communicators, whether it's through words or through our demeanor or our hard work. And I'm so admiring of ministers who have so many applications in their sermons that are just from their ordinary life. And I go like, man, like I want to live that way. I I don't want to have to say Mark Hankins story to communicate faith. I want (laughs) to say the story from my own life. How is that developed? It's by you acknowledging the Lord in your day throughout your days, writing it down. It reminds me also of when we would work out with Pastor Mark back probably seven or eight years ago, a question he would ask us every now and then, I don't know if you remember is what is the Holy Spirit talking to you about? And how many times is it like, 
Nothing. I haven't even thought of the Holy Spirit today. <laughs> and you try to come I'm up with something my set. Cool. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But as you engage your spiritual capabilities of recognizing Christ because he's present from him to him in him are all things. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have those stories, write them down. And yeah, so good, man. Very good message. Mm-hmm. Don't let your prosperity or your pain keep you from remembering his faith. Um, no, I'll say this before the wisdom of the day, another way to look at it and it's scriptural based. And I just thought of when you're talking about the faithfulness of God is Psalm 37 and third Psalm 37 kind of has this process to getting to you getting the desires of your heart. So we often know the last part, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But even before that, starting in like verse one, there's this process and it's trust, do, dwell, feed, and delight. So the first part is trusting God, do good, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in him and he'll give you the desires of your heart. So often we just get to the delight part, but we're, we're forgetting the part first off, realizing God is who he is, trust in him, start doing what you know to do, do good, dwell in the land that he gave you. So often we're looking to another land than the one that we actually have our feet in, relationship with people surrounding us. But the part of feeding, is his faithfulness part of your diet? That's good. All that right. Good. I, I, apparently I'm in a preaching mood right yeah, now. I don't know why, it. man. But let's get into the wisdom of the day. <laughs> well, I think both of those things could be wisdom of the day. Uh, I just like what God says in Exodus 17. He said, build altars in places where I remind you who I am and I will come and bless you there. Um, so when we take the time to build that altar, the reward of that is the presence of God and not just him being there, but him actually blessing you. And in my life, that's been a reignition of faith. So taking that time, we, we say, God, I want you to meet with me. And, we, and you know, we think that's going to happen in worship, which it very well does. Um, but we don't think about that happening when you take time to remember. And he said that clearly. And I think that even translates into the New Testament. I'm, I think I'm an example of that. I've made those times and God has come and bless me. So take that time. You want to meet with God? Do it at an altar of remembrance. Yes. And my wisdom is that it's not just for me. It's for my children and those that I'm called to minister to. And I'm amazed that even when I minister to youth students, if I'm communicating on faith, hope, love, holiness, purity, anything I'm doing, and I just share what another minister has instead of my own Ebenezer, it's amazing how different it hits to a hearer when you have your own testimony of his faithfulness, your own testimony of his goodness. Because ultimately, it's the power of our testimony that overcomes the enemy, as it says in Revelation. It's not the power of Brother Hagin's testimony. It's not the power of your testimony, Pastor Jonathan. The victory to overcome the evil one is rooted and grounded in my ability to recognize God's faithfulness in my own life. And that's what I can share and minister to a lost, hurting, and growing world is that. Glory to God. Two good wisdoms. I think it's time to pray. All right, brother. All right. Father God, thank you. Oh, knock it over my water. Thank you for who you are. I thank you for your continued faithfulness in our life. Father God, I pray that you're helping us 
to gain your perspective where we can look back at how far we've come and we can look forward to what you're bringing us into and out of, Father God. I thank you that we will always remember your faithfulness. Help us to build those altars and uh, just to develop a lifestyle of remembrance in all things, of your faithfulness, of times with family, of just good memories, that things that we can pass on. It's so important to be able to pass things on generationally. Uh, whether it be memories or something spiritual, Father God, just help us to develop that practice um, so we can pass things on. Uh, We love you. We thank you. It's in your name we pray. Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That's another episode, and we aren't stopping. We're going to continue, and I'm so thankful you're going to continue on this journey with us on the Sowing and Growing Podcast with Jay and Jay.